This episode of Yo! Adrian Talks is sponsored by... Hello, I'm Tina Asher, founder of Build You Up Consulting, and I specialize with working with high achievers, business owners, and top-notch leaders who want to increase their team productivity, also want to become better leaders, and aren't afraid to embrace change. So you can reach me at link on my LinkedIn profile, at Tina Asher, or you can reach me on my website at buildyouup.net. That's spelled B-U-I-L-D, the letter U, and then up.net. Good Monday morning, my peeps. This is Yo! Adrian Talks, and today I'm really excited to have a friend of mine on. Uh, I met Tina networking, and her story inspired me. She even wrote a book um, about her story, and she is such a great person. I'm so excited to have you, Tina. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Adrian. It's so fun to be here. I love that you're you're promoting um, so many good insights for some of your leaders and teams. Yes, I absolutely. That is what we're here for. I have this awesome community of women that just want to do more and, you know, create an environment and a community for themselves and other people to um, realize that they have the power to change their lives however they want. And what I love about this is your story falls right into this. So (laughs) I'd love for you to just tell them a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I stumbled into the banking mortgage industry and was in that for 30 years, climbed the ladder, kept climbing it. I was one of those people that if there was a goal out there, I was going after it and I got it. And uh, (laughs) so did that a lot. Um, And then 30 years into it, got laid off. And uh, there was some things that was, that were going on internally with me that I knew I was, wasn't probably right in the right fit. And I wasn't paying attention to it until the decision was made for me. So three months before I turned 50, I got a nice fat paycheck and a kiss on the cheek. Goodbye. (laughs) Life does throw us those, those curveballs sometimes. Um, Let me ask, what were some of the things that you like had that were maybe there that you didn't really recognize before this happened? Because I think a lot of people, you know, go through life and they're they're telling them something, but they're not listening. So I'd love to just hear what you, what, what, what was kind of going on with you? For me personally, it was a great run, right? So I met tons of great people. I got paid well. I, you know, my last role was a regional vice president covering nine states. So I was constantly in a different hotel and it, it was just a lot of stress. And I wasn't putting my own needs and my own, um, family and everything else first. I had a jacked up core value system back then and it failed me, right? It it was at the demise of my marriage and my health and all these things. When finally I'm like, I'm writing, I'm a faith-based person. So in my journal, I'm like, God, I'm stressed, you know, give me a way out of some sort. And so finally, you know, I should have gotten out when I felt the nudges earlier. And then when I was forced to, I had a wonderful career coach and, you know, tried to help me, but he kept pushing me in the same arena and he wasn't listening and hearing me on what my needs were. I was screaming inside my soul to be set free. You know, I was just like, I needed something. And so I rearranged my life a bit. Now I've constantly focused on God, family, career. And that's where I decided to strip away my thought of what my family needed and did what my heart desired. And my goal and mission is to impact as many people to embrace change and not be fearful of it and know that you can do it on your own. Yes. 
And I love that, um, that you say that because I think so many people are so afraid of change. Like they know that where they're at is not serving them and they're not happy. And I, I feel like this is a lot of the listeners have encountered people on their team or have been that person, um, that, you know, uh, so many people stay in the same arena, like you said, right? Like people's first instinct is like, you were successful. You've been doing this. People will love you because of your past. You need to stay there. So um, I'm so proud of you, first of all, for being able to recognize that. But I'd love to know like how, so, you know, as he's telling you this, obviously your, you know, your insides are screaming. How did you listen to them? And what, what did you have to do to get through that fear? Cause I'm sure there was a fear of being like, I'm going to give up this thing that I'm so super successful at and try just something so new that I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah. So it took, it took a village literally because I was getting job offers and I was going down the path, but I get knots in my stomach thinking, this is just not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not jazzed. I'm, I don't have my mojo back. You know, it's not where I want to be. And so a friend of mine, I got an offer for, from a, a friend of mine that I had met from church and he was going to create a role for me in a completely different industry. And when he was telling me the salary, it was like, he goes, oh, I guess I should add a couple extra zeros at the end. I go, that would have been more in line. <laughs> However, my good friend, she's the one that said, cause I was weighing out my options. Do I do this? Do I do that? Um, and my business coach at the time offered me to start my own deal and uh, be an affiliate with her while I grew my company. And uh, my friend was like, Tina, why would you go to a whole different industry and learn that when you could do your own thing and learn that make your own money, set your own goals, set your own schedule and do all of that. And I'm thinking she's right. And so it took a village, right? It took people who loved and knew me and knew what my heart wanted instead of me taking maybe the easy route or mm. something that I didn't trust myself that I could do. And, uh, oh my gosh, thank, I thank her all the time for doing that for me. I was going to say, that's a really good friend. So you should definitely give her a hug. And I mean, there's so many people who, you know, have those same fears and they project it onto you, right? Like you're going through something and they're like, no, you know, banking and you're going to make more money there. Like you should stay there. But it is that, um, you know, the belief. And so clearly you with her help and I'm sure others, you found belief in yourself. I'm sure you still had moments of fear because I think we all do, but how did you work through that? Like, how did you find your belief, hold on to it and work through when maybe it wavered a little? Um, I don't, I don't look at fear and failure the same anymore. So I, I, I'm going to probably steer that conversation differently only because I don't believe in the word failure. Um, I believe you win or you learn. Oh yeah. You know, sales 101, you know, with the type of work you do, sales 101 is you've got to kiss a lot of princes before you find the right one, right? We're going to hear a lot of no's before we hear a yes. Yep. And so busting through that and knowing that that's just one more closer to my yes. So I'll try something in my business. I might be fearful in a way, but then I stop back and I'm thinking, you know what? So what, what if this does go south? What can I learn from it and what can I bring? And so my business, because of that has evolved so much with who I focus on and what I'm doing. And I don't, I'm very picky on the types of business and people that I work with, which I think your teams as they're building 
they would want to be picky. I don't want to just have a bunch of people sign up who aren't going to do anything, right? We have all these different generations of people. They all respond differently. I've done a lot of self-awareness work and gotten certified on a lot of different assessments and things. And it's really helpful to know how to speak to your audience or the person you're wanting to do something for you to get the yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you put that um, that work and I really love your perception on you know, it's never failure because I agree with you, you know, you never fail, you learn and you move forward. And, um, so, uh, I'd love to know just like some of the things that maybe, you know, you did like maybe a moment where something happened and you did have to kind of flip that. Like, cause I know a lot of it's mindset, right. And I work a lot, obviously this is a mindset podcast. Um, and so I know a lot of times when those things happen, like you said, you're flipping it to a learning experience. Um, do you have like an example or something that you think the listeners would really enjoy to hear? Cause I know you've had, I love your stories by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, I've got a lot of them and I, we've shared a lot of them, but, um, I, you know, one thing I'm just thinking of is, you know, people tend to have this fear of missing out or they overcommit. And then what they do is they, they pad their schedule so much that, they're doing the things they so-called have to do instead of the things that they want to do. And so um, I was asked to be part of a, a leadership group of a great group of women that I, I adored. And later on, I decided that that I have already done that in my past and let's let another person have that opportunity. And by making that choice, it was a win-win for everyone because they got someone who got to excel in that role and develop and build the membership and all of those things. And I took something off my plate that I wasn't wholeheartedly ready to commit to. So one thing I do, I have a lot of clients that typically are so stressed out because they've got so many different things on their plate. So I made up this little emoji kind of worksheet that just says, you know, list out all your commitments. And is it a heck yes or a heck no? Do you have a smiley face or one? Are you dreading it? Or are you enjoying it? And if you're not, then we've got to figure out how to weed those things out so that you can focus on the things you enjoy the most because you're going to be a better person. You're going to be a better spouse, better parent, um, better person in the community. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that because I, you know, I obviously am coaching too with a lot of that type of thing that like so many people just say yes because somebody asked. And like you said, I've always told myself that if it doesn't make me so excited and so thrilled and think I'll grow and learn something from it, then give someone else the opportunity because that might be the key to their new, their new career, their new life, their new, you know, outlook, whatever. So yeah, I think that's a great, you know, when one door closes, another one opens for someone else or you. So that's, that's awesome. I love that. Um, and so when you, when you first came into, um, you know, switching from this career nine to five, well, probably I'm, I'm guessing by what you're saying, probably more like a nine to 10 PM type job. Um, what were some of the main things that you had to adjust to that? Like, do you have any tips or points? Cause a lot of people, when they go from like a standard hourly job to, you know, working for themselves, things arise. So what yeah. was something that you think, you know, really helped you? Well, in my situation, I I was fortunate enough to be remote anyway, all way before the pandemic and everything. So I knew there was a certain structure to have. The problem with working from home was hard for me to turn it off. So I was strategic in that. But the first, you know, I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning. It's like, I love to coach people. I love to bring out the best in them and help them achieve what they're wanting to achieve. I'm not 
going to spend a whole lot of time learning how to build a website and doing all my books <laughs> and, you know, all the stuff that just don't make me thrilled. Mm -hmm. So then I eventually had someone else do that, you know, and had someone else work on it. And, and what I did do, which I wouldn't have done uh, moving forward is jump right into some of those things. I would have eased into it more. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to all be put together right away in the beginning. There's, uh, you know, some people stall themselves or procrastinate because of perfectionism. So I straddle the line on those. And sometimes it works for my advantage, right? Sometimes I stall for a reason. And that's because there's something else that might come up that I should have chosen. But sometimes it's it stops you from putting the the pedal to the metal, right? So it's oh it's girl, I see that a lot in coaching, especially with direct sales. So I'm gonna kind of relate this here for my for our listeners too. Is that you know um, so many times you know people are doing the things like cleaning their desk or you know like what should I do? What should I do instead of taking the action? So I do love that that you need to think about the things that you enjoy, but at some point you just do it because everything's undoable, right? Like, so if you make this website and it looks like trash and it doesn't work, like you can go back and undo it. Like, of course you want to think smart, but I think so many people are afraid to jump in because like you said, they're sitting there kind of putting up roadblocks. Like, well, I have to have this in order to do like, you know, in order for me to have a party, I have to do all these trainings to figure it out. You can just go have a party and wing right. it and like, you know, maybe watch one training and just do your best and say, Hey, it's my first. So yeah. feel free to laugh along with me when I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Like you can. Right. It, so I think that that's such a good point. There's like a happy middle of having some knowledge, but also the doing is what's going to teach you. Like you said, you don't ever fail. You learn. So I absolutely love that, that, you know, that you brought that point up because I think so many people do kind of, there's that, that stalling because you're afraid to do it. And they're stalling because let me think about it and make sure I've got it right. And then do it like, but make sure you're doing it in the end. And I think the passion and everything comes from like with what you do, it's like, you're putting a good resource in front of people that can change their family dynamic. Right. And yeah. So when you figure out that internal why and what makes sense, the joy and the passion just oozes from it. So it comes naturally. So it's not, as we always say, you know, the, what is a cliche, you know, if you love what you're doing, you'll never work another day in your life. You yes. True. Really because, and we can earn money. We can earn good money helping people help others. So, right. Fun. Yeah. And that's true. Like, and that's a great point too. If they get to their why, when you go to that first party and you don't know what you're doing, as long as you know why you're doing it and what you love about the product, um, you're going to be fine because that will radiate from you presenting whatever it is, whatever product it is that you have that you love. So, right, right. and any, you know, we have women entrepreneurs too, same thing. When you start your own business, as long as you know your passion, your why, and your drive behind it, you know, you're going the right direction. So, um, I love that. So I would love to ask you if you would give one piece of advice to our listeners, what would it be? It would be go with your instinct, pay attention to those, what I call God winks or nudges that are inside of you and, and take a chance. I, a lot of my clients are career transition folks and two of my last ones did break away and start their own business. And so it's really fun to watch people take that internal desire and make something happen with it. So I would just say, pay attention to those, 
doesn't mean you need to jump on it, but you definitely need to explore it and figure out where's this coming from? What am I doing now that's really getting me all excited? And then I'm squashing it down for some reason. I want more of that in my life. So how am I going to get that? And then take just one next step. It doesn't have to be a leap. It can just take one next step. To find that, to find that happiness, that thing that's bringing joy. Um, do you also ask people to figure out what it is that maybe they're not loving as well? Or do you mostly just focus on the things that make people happy? I'm just curious oh, because I know I there's multiple different I definitely levels. definitely drive into that, right? So it, I have a free discovery call that I just, it's, I call it a strategy session. Let's figure out what's working and what's not. And let me figure out your biggest challenges so that we can pull more of your strengths and then reframe it into the work that you love to do. And that's key. I used to do that when I managed teams too. It was like, I need to know what makes you tick so that you can be a better spouse. Let me help reframe your thinking on the bad thoughts or the negative thoughts or the pessimism or whatever you're getting knocked down about. Let me help you reframe that. So when you go home, you're not there complaining about this or that, or the job. They don't want to hear that. They want the best you as a family member. Right. So yes. Yes. And finding that, I mean, that is, that is so important to find both of those things, like what's holding you back and what's making you excited. Because yeah. when, like you said, when you start to be happy in all things you're doing life flips, I mean, and you know, I know you found it. I know I found it. And it is amazing. The difference when you start getting rid of those sad faces that you tell people yeah. and bringing in the happy faces, how, how much um, it changes, like you said, your personal relationships, your business relationships and everything. So, yeah. And I think there's a lot to, to, to be said, and you you're really good at it, but I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, bringing a lot of the science-based tools that I've trained in on the assessments to really be self-aware and then to recognize in the moment. Okay. Cause it's not fail proof, right? You're not always going to be lucky, happy Joe. Lucky no, you can't be happy, right. <laughs> Things are going to happen. They're going to come in our way, but then when you can be like, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling this stress coming up. How do I self-regulate? How do I rechange that and shift that up? So I help people with that a lot because I don't mm -hmm. think people have the they have, they all have the capacity to do it. They just don't know the steps to do it, you know? So, well, and we go through our lives, like this is what I, you know, we go through our lives ignoring it, right? Like everybody's like, don't cry, you're a sissy. There's no crying in baseball, right? Like we ignore all the, all these symptoms that our body is giving us, like the tight stomach and the uh, stress and all of those things are your body signs saying, Hey, look at me. This isn't what, what this isn't what I want. But we've, we've, um, our subconscious have learned to just completely ignore them. And so you do, you have to almost retrain yourself to be like, I don't need to ignore it. I need to see it and figure out why and how to go forward, you know, because I always say that if you don't know, if you don't know sad, you don't know happy. So you can't never be sad. Like <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. That's right. That's right. Oh, Tina, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your advice. And I, um, I really appreciate you. So thank you for coming on. Well, I just adore you. And I know you have just made an empire and have just, you keep going and it's so exciting to watch. Well, I'm glad to have you along for the ride as a friend and a, and a supporter because you really, you know, your opinion means a lot to me. So thank you so much. And to my listeners, you guys, I would love for you to share maybe what your God winks or nudges. I love her little terminology. Um, is that you're going through right now. Tina will be on the page with me this week. Um, you know, what, what 
what smiley face are you missing out on? What thing is going to make you so happy that you feel like you need to explore? And we will be here to support you and help you forward. So come to the group, share that. And until next Monday, when Yo Adrian talks, realize the power is within you.